Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Secret Origins of Mink Condition. I am James, and with me is Joe. Good day, folks. And Chris. Hi there. And uh, welcome to the Thanksgiving Spectacular, or perhaps Christmas Part One, depending uh, <laughs> how you celebrate. <laughs> I, I've been uh, driving, I've been out in the world a little bit, and I've already seen Christmas trees up. So, oh, yeah. uh, and, and that was last week. So, at the time of our recording, we still have like about two weeks, or a little less than that, before Thanksgiving. And uh, but Christmas is here. So, but we are we are here to talk about Thanksgiving and uh and all the things that we're grateful for but uh before we kind of delve into the the meat of the show um let's uh let's let's talk a little about thanksgiving so um joe what what are your what are your feelings on thanksgiving thanks it's always been my favorite holiday really it really was especially when you when you're growing up in an italian american family back in the 60s and 70s uh thanksgiving meant food Food beyond, I mean, my mother and my aunts would put enough food on the table to, to feed a small army back in the day. Uh, you know, we, we, were, we, didn't, we didn't have much financially, but there was always food on the table. And Thanksgiving was always that, that, um, that day where um, you'd start off with the, the, what they call the Italian wedding soup, which was um, uh, with the little meatballs and all the, all the, um, uh, the vegetables, and then there was a side, or then there was a side of lasagna, and then there was turkey. So, you just by the end of the day, you couldn't you couldn't move. Even as a ten year old, you couldn't move by the end of the day. And of course, that food came back the next day: turkey soup, turkey. It was great. It was um, uh, it was uh, it's it just brings me back to my childhood, to my family, lots of cousins. We were a big family, especially on the Lombardi side. And uh, I always have warm feelings about Thanksgiving. Thankful for all my, you know, for my parents, and my brother. Uh, we're all gone now, and uh, all my uh, my aunts and uncles and my cousins. Uh, it was it was always a, a wonderful day to celebrate um, family and tradition, and that's how I still see it today. So I'm I'm just well, thankful for having that. What's your uh, favorite Thanksgiving uh, food? Uh, I, I like turkey, but um, that soup that my mom and my aunt used to make was um, I'd fill up on that, especially with the little tiny little meatballs in it. So uh, you know, um, it, it was either the it was either the um, the uh, what they call again the thanks the um, the Italian uh, wedding soup or or the turkey. I never liked uh, stuffing, and to this day, do not like stuffing. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I don't like cranberries either. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So, but yeah, it was it was the main course: the turkey, mashed potatoes, of course, candied yams. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that sounds it. good. And yeah. uh, Chris, Chris, what's your uh, impressions of Thanksgiving? I mean, I've got, I've got for sure, I've got mixed feelings on it. I'm going to apologize to our listeners right off the bat. As I'm going to sound a little, little stuffy here, so, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to, uh, to make sure I have my coffee fits off the air here. But, um, but for me, Thanksgiving has always been a bit of a, a coin toss. It's funny because uh, Joe, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, growing up in an Italian American family and and how that made Thanksgiving good. And I guess for me, um, the meal that that you described, that's a meal I had at Christmas too. So mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So at Christmas you got the meal, but you also got the presents. So okay, there you go. All right. Thanksgiving was a coin flip, and the reason I say it was a coin flip for me was because I was not a, generally a big fan of turkey. Um, as I've gotten older, I, I enjoy the the dark meat, but generally I'm not a big fan of turkey. I like all the side dishes. I love love the antipast, but we had antipast with every holiday meal, so it never mm-hmm. felt like a you know like something special to me when when Thanksgiving rolled around. Um, 
you know, uh, the Italian wedding soup, absolutely. Or sometimes we would, <laughs> we would do escarole instead of spinach. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, we really yeah. enjoyed escarole. Um, but we also, I, I liked fish, and uh, we didn't do the fishes until Christmas. So Christmas uh, and then when I was with, uh, with one side of the family, with my father's side of the family, uh, you know, we did the turkey, but we also did all those side dishes and the lasagna. And the lasagna mm-hmm. was always delicious, or the eggplant parmesan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my grandmother made it in a way that, you know, nobody will ever, ever make again. People have tried and failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with my mom's side of the family, uh, my grandfather, her father, didn't like turkey. And oh. so it was always ham, and I do not like ham. I agree. Uh, I've I never really liked ham. So they would do a honey glazed ham, the honey baked ham, and I, I didn't really look forward to that. And um, <clears throat> and growing up, my parents uh, were were kind of those parents who said, you know, you have to eat this or you can't eat that. And, uh, and so the result was that I knew that I would be forced to eat ham that I didn't really want to eat uh, because I would much rather be eating all the marinated, you know, the marinated mushrooms and the artichoke hearts and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do the pasta dish and the soup, of course, as you said, Joe, uh, the, the Italian wedding soup was always fantastic. Um, so I always sort of had mixed feelings on Thanksgiving. It was a it was a holiday weekend, but so frequently we would we would travel for Thanksgiving that I didn't really get the benefit of the holiday with like you know, spending time with friends, uh, for, from school. So, um, so I was never a particularly big fan of, of Thanksgiving as I've gotten older. Um, it means something a, a little bit different to me, I guess now, but, um, but growing up, I was never a big fan of it. And now it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's got its ups and downs this year. I'm excited. Um, both, both, uh, sets of my grandparents have, have died at this point. And so Thanksgiving is done with my parents. And so it ends up being a little bit, a little bit more low key and the menu is a little bit more flexible, which is nice. And, um, and then of course, you know, when we, uh, when my wife and I spend Thanksgiving at home, we, uh, we keep it low key and, um, not even, you know, necessarily cooking, uh, cooking a traditional meal. Sometimes we did uh, a couple of years ago, I decided I was going to do a, a Cajun Thanksgiving and that was yeah, that was that was that was fun because um you know it was just something something a little bit different. I am not a big fan of stuffing, Joe, so I'm kind of with you there. But a friend of mine makes a, a Cajun andouille stuffing that is just outstanding. That I could I could eat just that and be very fat and happy. Um, <laughs> I am also like I don't like the cranberry. I don't like cranberries. I like cranberries. Uh, I I you know the only the only way I generally eat them is like as craisins with my oatmeal. There you um, go. <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the cranberry, whether it's the can or homemade. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know that I have a favorite Thanksgiving food. I think I'm with Joe. The, that Italian wedding soup is always, is always oh, something that I've enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So I, I could swim in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every now and then take a gulp. If you get a meatball, great. Like, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I, well, I was growing up in an Irish Chinese household. Uh, so, uh, we had more of the standard Thanksgiving type of meal. So we didn't, I didn't have the soup. I can't say I ever had the, got the opportunity to have the soup. So, um, but um, yeah, th- I mean, Thanksgiving always meant uh, family when we were growing up it was more this, just the immediate family. And occasionally we would celebrate with my, my cousins. Um, but it was usually just my mom and dad and my brother. Um, and then when, uh, as I got older, I, I started, I worked on Thanksgiving and would come home either to, uh, you know, after the gym would have me closed for half the day and then I would go and, and uh, you know, have Thanksgiving at my parents' house or when I started dating Karen, we would have it with her family. And, um, you know, when Karen and I got together, we started hosting more. So it was, you know, I like the hosting aspect of bringing everyone together and mm-hmm. having people come over. It's And when I was, uh, 
you know, in college years, it was also the time, like, you know, I was a little, I was like a year younger, but, you know, John would be home for that weekend. He'd go off to college and friend and Kevin would be home. So it'd be an opportunity to reconnect with people. Um, so I, I like, I like Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's nice. I mean, uh, I eat a lot of turkey anyway, so turkey doesn't do, I'm not really excited about turkey. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I, I, I try to keep my diet pretty healthy. So I'm, I'm all for the pies. So I'm excited for like a pumpkin pie or a pecan yes. pie. Yeah. Um, that's, pumpkin that's, pie is great, James. No, I love that, your pumpkin pie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's no, great. I'm with you. The because uh, because I like getting pumpkin pie as early as October, but this is this is around the end of uh, pumpkin pie and apple pie season. So so you're right. I, that's something that I, I I neglected to mention is that that with Thanksgiving, that's that's sort of a last call for pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah. Presently, it's time. I'm sorry. It's, Presently, it's, I'm, no, I'm, the, I'm the only one who likes pumpkin pie. Uh, that they you know I told my cousin last week I'll bring the pie. She goes, "Don't bring any pumpkin pie. We hate it." And it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I'm going yeah, to... Too bad. I'm, yeah, too bad. You, don't have, you don't have to eat it, but I'm bringing it. <laughs> I'm bringing a gluten-free pumpkin pie. I'm going to take it home with me. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode. Did they take the bread with them? When they yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take the raisins? Yeah. <laughs> the raisins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that's, that's crazy stuff. See, James, what you, what you said about... about how you enjoy the hosting aspect and bringing people together. That's, I think what I've, I've learned that I enjoy as I get older. I, uh, there was a, for a long time, I, you, you, I could, I could cook nothing. Uh, I, I screwed up mac and cheese once in college. <laughs> admittedly. Uh, there was, yeah. there was some alcohol involved, which oh, helps okay. explain why, you know, after two minutes of boiling the pasta, I decided it was done. <laughs> and I bit into it and it was very, very crunchy. And after three or four bites, I went, Oh, I well, can't uh, that, 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 that that's fair. Um, but I have found that the thing I really enjoy about cooking is I like cooking for other people. And so now as I've gotten older and I enjoy what you said, James, the, the hosting aspect and bringing people together. Um, now I have a little bit more of an appreciation for Thanksgiving and I can also appreciate maybe, maybe why Thanksgiving means so much to, to some other people like my family was, was an opportunity to, to bring people together and, and, um, what better way to take care of people than feed them, right? So, yeah, yeah. It's also nice Definitely. when you have. There's usually somebody like we've done. We didn't do it that often, but occasionally there'd be someone who had no, couldn't go home or wasn't able to go home for you know, like someone you could invite over and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get to know them a little better and give them like you know, it's nice to be somewhere with people for Thanksgiving. You yeah, know. definitely. Yeah, my, I was my, a beneficiary of that here in St. Louis when I first moved here, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't go back home for Thanksgiving that first year I was here. And I was immediately invited by some people that I that I worked with. I just started working with these people, but they took me in right away. And it was um it was such a lovely way to spend Thanksgiving it was with food and drink and and these lovely people that really have become family to me. And then and then to Christina too. Um, so so I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's my 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 mom and dad, my aunts and uncles were all children of the Great Depression. So um, they you know they had to obviously they had to make do whatever they could. So when things got, well, the stories were always told around the table at holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. But this is why the, the table, why the food on the table, the family around the table was so important to them because they remember not having it for so many years. So when they were finally able to have it and to get the family together that way, it, uh, it, it, was, it was very important to them. And it was a tradition that lasted uh, very, very long. As I said, there, I have one left on both sides of the family my aunt maggie she's the only one she'll be 90 she was just 93 92 excuse me and um but uh i remember those days growing up 
like I said, in Brooklyn, it, it was, it was just, and then we'd play Pekino or we'd play cards when we got done eating. Yeah, there was some football watching, but not too much. Uh, it was, it was always just a family together, just enjoying each other. And, um, it's, um, great, great memories, great memories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, now we, we planned for this uh, episode. And, uh, if you're a member of the face group, face group, Facebook group page, if I can talk for a second. <laughs> Third time's the charm there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We had po- we posted uh, at the beginning of the month and uh, and last week as a reminder that we wanted to hear from uh, all of you who are uh, members of the community and who also went to the store why you were thankful for Mint Condition and uh, we uh, were very um, I was very overwhelmed and uh, happy with the responses that we got um, so we're going to talk about we're going to read some of that um, we're going to read all of them on Great. the on this podcast and we're going to reflect on it. And um, just to, just to keep it simple, because uh, a, a lot of you also made comments and likes and um, and expanded on the original comment. Um, just just to keep it you know linear for the for the podcast, I'm just going to read the original um, response. Um, so, but I do I do appreciate everyone who did make additional comments to the, the person who posted. And uh, we again we appreciate you giving the feedback for this episode. And um, so I figure I'll just I'll just start reading them out. We can talk about it. Um, yeah. Let's pull it up here. <clears throat> So our first, uh, the first one I'm going to read is from Arco Esposito. Right, Arco. And uh, Arco wrote, uh, I'm thankful for the friends I made there and I still have today and the comics were good, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Arco. <laughs> um, yeah, Arco was a, you know, a main, uh, when I first started working there, I think a mainstay of the store. Um, um, yes. You know, yeah. And- yeah, same here. Yeah, I, uh, I think I, I, and I can't remember if I connected with Arco. I mean, this will go into something we'll talk about later, but uh you know, I knew Arco from the store. I knew Arco from working at the gym, and I uh, and Arco is a uh, in my mind, uh, you know, and he knows this. And I think Joe, you could speak to this too. Like he's he was my classic X Men guy oh, or a classic X Men guy. Go to guy for any X Men question or anything about the X Men. Arco was the guy. Yeah, he's still yeah, the then, guy. He's still the guy. Yeah, and then and if he was and he was also uh, I think he I I'd have, I, I want, don't want to get too much into it because Arco's going to be a future guest on the episode, so I don't want to ruin yeah. all yeah. of Arco's stories here. But uh, yeah, I think he was. Still <laughs> I, I, and I, uh, but I think he's also the guy who got me into Thanos, or knowing who Thanos was, because he was super big into mm-hmm. the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh yeah, and, I feel like now that you mention yeah, that, it's not right. a thing I would have come up with on my own, James. But now that you mention it, that sounds really, really right to me. Like I, 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 I feel like you sort of dredged that up from my memory, and I, I kind of remember that about Arco. And mm-hmm. I mean, he can, he can validate that or not. He can also just say, "Hey, you guys talked about this, and uh, you remembered incorrectly." <laughs> yes, well, yes. Arco, anything we're saying about you, you can read. You can, we can we challenge and bring up when we have you on. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll do a public apology and everything, just like we did for uh, for. Uh, I can't remember, Joe. There was a uh, there was a comic book character that you had you had said got a certain degree, and then you you said, ah, sorry, that wasn't a thing. I can't remember. Ah. Oh, Jake Cisco, you apologize. To oh, Jake. I apologize yeah, yeah. to Jake Cisco. Yeah, you apologize to Cisco. Yes, so, yeah. so we'll do the same thing for you, Arco. You'll get the same treatment as as Jake Cisco. We promise. There you go. Arco would be the first guy every Wednesday morning when the comics came in. The door, would, the back door would fly open. You got the books out yet? <laughs> Not yet, Arco. All right, we're gonna go next door to Hinks. I'll get a sandwich. I'll be back. Yeah, pull my stuff. I gotta get going. <laughs> he was like clockwork. It was great. It's just absolutely I- great. And I think he was like during uh, when Richie ran the store. He like he was heavy into the Ultimate Comics universe. I yes, mean, he, he bought was. multiple issues of any of mm-hmm. like Ultimate. I mean, I mean, Ultimate Spider Man was like a sleeper hit, and then after that, X Men. He was he was heavy into X Men and mm-hmm. buying multiple copies and stuff. So, 
Um, and I think some of his enthusiasm got me like, I wasn't big into X-Men, but like some of his enthusiasm for X-Men knowledge and, and, um, and the ultimate books that came out really got me into X-Men also and reading that book and, and even past, past to, past to when we were just working together at, at, uh, at the gym, he, he occasionally would still lend me graphic novels and recommendations for X-Men. So I think, you know, I, I could really thank Arco for getting me into the X-Men series. But that was always the thing about Arco though, right? Was that enthusiasm is that there was, there was, there was always an enthusiasm when Arco was talking about a book that he thought you should read. And that goes back to what we had always said about main condition. And one of the things we we're grateful for was that, that generosity of spirit. So when Arco found a book that he was like, Oh, you got to read this. You know, he's the first one to a suggest reading it, but then, you know, B be willing to, to, to lend it out to you. And, um, for anybody who's a collector of anything, uh, but especially books and comic books, you know, you know that, that it's a risk every time you lend something out. Um, but Arco was just always so enthusiastic that it was hard for that to not be contagious. It was hard to not hear him talk about a character or a story and not, you know, not just write, be, be on board with that and want to read about that character right then and there, right? That's very true. I, I can count on one hand the over the years the people I've lent um, James reminded me the other day with, about that Phantom Stranger I, I, uh, book that I, I posted. Uh, you said that I, I, I loaned you those copies to read, right? Is that correct? Yeah, the originals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're one. My friend Bruce, who it's been a while since I've seen Bruce, but uh, I, I many, many years ago, I, I, I loaned him my um, Journey into Mystery Thors because he was a big Thor fan. And I can't think of too many other people. <laughs> so yeah, it's... Uh, uh, so you're, when you're a fan, you're a fanatic like like we are. Like Arco definitely is. Yeah, lending lending this, lending your expertise and your physical copies out. That's a big thing. That's a big, very generous on on his yeah. part. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Ar Arco, thank you, and we look we will look forward to uh, going deeper into the into the stuff we just talked about and possibly correcting it if we're wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, the next one is from Ali Bernhard Graham. Um, she says, honestly, I only remember going there a handful of times, but when I was a kid, I looked up to my brother, Josh Bernhard, and I wanted, wanted to be just like him. So I imagined hanging out there with my friends when I got older. And for some reason that never happened. I wasn't into comics or any kind of card games and trade slash trading cards when I was younger. But now that I'm an adult with, with a family, not only have I loved listening to the podcast, but it's all, uh, it's so fun hearing people I know, like my brother, Chris LaBanca and Patrick Louie, et cetera, discussing things they're passionate about. But I'm also enjoying discovering comics and fandoms with our kids. <clears throat> Excuse me. This podcast has made me think more and more about what it was like to be a kid and make new friends and find like-minded people, as well as feel like I have a community of people who can share these fun family experiences with. It was fun to watch What If with my husband and kids and then, to, and then get to join in the discussion and hear about the series, et cetera. And she ends it with a smiley face. That's a beautiful testimony. Wow. Yeah, that's really, that's, that's really, really lovely. It really is. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's nice that we can, um, stores, stores not here, but we're here and we can, it could still, um, you know, create fandom and recreate discussions and stuff. So it's very, it's very nice here. And it's also, you know, her thing summarizes like why I wanted to start the podcast and one of the visions like, you know, we had of it was to, um, you know, bring, bring people back together. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. just getting, getting to hear like from, from Chris and from my brother and her brother, you know, her brother. And it's just, it's very, it's very nice to see that it's doing what, what we hoped it would do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, it's funny because I, I, I grew up knowing Allie, and so I guess I knew her since she was two or three, I guess. Wow. <laughs> because 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 Josh and I were became right. such such close friends at such a young age, we became best friends at like four. Um, so I've known Allie for for basically my entire life, and it's it's just it's very gratifying to hear that that um, that Mint meant that much to her, despite not spending that much time there. That's that's I think a really cool a cool legacy to leave. Um, but also I I it's been it's been really lovely watching Allie grow up and and getting to know the person she became and um the the genuine nature that she exudes is is not to be underestimated um i love that when she when she has something to say she says it and you know she can mean what she says so um so it's one thing to get high praise but it's quite another thing to get high praise um from someone like ally uh, you know, somebody who has that much integrity and uh, is that genuine. So, so thank you, Ali. It was really, really so sweet of you to, to leave such a such a lovely message about what Mint has meant to you and and what it continues to mean to you and and through this podcast. So that's that's really wonderful. Right, it makes it all worthwhile what we're doing. Really Absolutely, does. and small world. I I didn't know up until she started posting and and interacting with a little bit on the group that that she she was knew my brother and then was best friends with. His now uh, wife, Caitlin. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's just like so a, it's a world that like knows knows it's like all encompassing. So it's mm-hmm. very interesting to know. Um, our next comment comes from Andy Sh- Andrew Schaefer or Andy Schaefer. Andy, all right. I recall living in Virginia Beach as a kid and driving uh, to the closest comic shop, which was an hour away. That first visit was a big deal to me. Years later, living here in Port, having a comic shop right in town was a thrill. For the first time, I was able to be a regular. I love stopping by on a weekly basis to pick up comics that have been pulled for me, and then browsing the racks while talking to my buddies. The comics were the great. The comics were great, but the social part was even greater. That's yeah. And Andy was uh, was a joy to, uh, to 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 talk to. Uh, he would come in and say, pick up his comics, and he would hang around for a good hour or so. And um, the conversation was always good. It was always intelligent. It was always fun. And um, I haven't bumped into Andy in a, in a while. It's been a couple of years. So I, I think he still is here in Port, but I hope to see him soon. Maybe we'll, this will be a way of getting uh, getting. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, it would be great to have Andy as a oh, guest yeah, definitely, coming yeah. up in the future. And he was always, he was good. He had the same, uh, what, what Chris, what you mentioned, the Arco had. He had, he had th- enthusiasm for, for New Comic Day and for the comic books that were coming out. Like, uh, And he read like... I think he, he read some of the um, independent stuff too, right, Joe? I can't. Oh, remember. he was he was a fan of the boys. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would only read one copy, and it was, that was for Andy. Yeah. And I said, Andy, how could you read this? And then we get into a discussion about that, the pros and cons. You know, me being staid and conservative, and Andy being a lot more uh, open-minded about things like that. And I just, I just, all right, Andy, I'll, I'll have it for you, but I'm, you know. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciated like because um, at the time I, I was more just the big two, but now as I've I've gotten older and also wanting to like hear diversity in writers, reading the independent stuff is good. So I, I try to think back sometimes on stuff that Andy read and stuff that mm-hmm. Steve Perel read, and like what would they what were they recommending that was good? I want to hear some different voices or some different things, and you know I, I love superhero books, but I, I, there there are some times like well I need a little break. I want some want some new some new comics that are not necessarily. Uh, superhero centric so 
Um, Andy always Andy always had like a like you said a unique take, and he was reading some of the stuff on the periphery. So it was good, always good to have a conversation yeah, with him about it. Definitely, yeah, Steve, Steve got me uh, interested in, in Invincible. Yeah, great, great comic, yeah, superhero, oh, great comic. but still an independent superhero. So a great comic, and uh, and you're right, Andy. Andy was very eclectic in, in his uh, in his um, reading with his reading list. So that uh, always led for some interesting conversations. Absolutely. What a guy. So thank you, Andy, for, for uh, checking in with us and, and giving, giving some good memories to us. Uh, next up is Steve Perel. All right. Um, <laughs> as, uh, as, cliche, as cliched as it sounds, Mint felt like cheers to me. Sometimes you want yeah. to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. Hmm. It was wonderful seeing it progress over the years with three different owners and two different locations. Lots of great memories, good time spent in the place. Long live mint condition. All right, thank you, Steve. Fantastic, Steve. Steve was. Um, st I think Steve might have coined the phrase "I'll wait for the trade." Uh, <laughs> I, I swear to God, it's the first time I ever heard it. But because Steve, Steve your 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 list is shrinking. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the trade on that, Joe. Yeah, he I'm was he was he was ahead of his time. He was he, ahead was, of his he time. was yes, the man. He was a Renaissance man, definitely. He's a visionary. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yep. yep. <laughs> Well, see, yeah. but that's and and what he says, uh, it, and it echoes what what Andy mentioned earlier too. Uh, grateful for for both their responses, but what Andy said, you know, for the first time, I was able to be a regular. Um, Steve's saying, you know, mint felt like cheers, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, you know, it was it was nice because the other thing about mint too is that it wasn't just mint where you were a regular, for the most part. You know, uh, Joe, you would mention that Arco would be like, hey, uh, or my book's ready. You're like, Arco, I just opened the store. And he'd be like, all right, I'm going next door to Higgs. When I come back, <laughs> you know, I have my book so I can I get, get going to work. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you were a regular admin, they probably knew you over at Hinks Delicatessen. Too. Exactly. <laughs> Up and down the block. Are you if, kidding? If, yeah, <laughs> if, they if they didn't know you at Hinks, they knew you over at Hickory's. So exactly. Yeah, Hickory's right. You know, across the street at the, the convenience store, they probably knew you there too. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Um, so it was. It was always nice to to have a place that you could go, that you could you could call your own, and that was, you know, again, it was it was. I know you guys talked about the grosses and how they made you feel part of the family, and for me, it was obviously Richie and his family that made me feel part of the family. And uh, Joe, you continued that tradition. So so having having a place where you could go and, and be a regular and be known, um, we don't always realize how much we need that until. We either have it or we lose it. You know? Exactly. And yeah. and once you've got it, uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to give that up. You you end up looking for replacements. When I found my comic book store, they they built they opened a comic book store at uh, in Geneseo, New York, on Main Street, where I where I went to college. A yeah, little little you know very very little town Midwest um, Midwest. It was not Midwest <laughs> Western New York town, mm -hmm. and. Um, and so there wasn't a lot there, uh, but when I opened this comic book store, I was excited. I didn't really understand why I was excited because it'd be nice to read comics, but so what? Um, I walked in there and it just, after a couple of times, it, they, they sort of knew who I was, but it just, it wasn't the same. There weren't people, there wasn't a lot of space to hang out there, but there weren't people hanging out and chatting and stuff. And, um, you know, I stopped going shortly after that. So having that place where everybody knows who you are and they know what, you know, you knew Arco's schedule, you, you know, you get mm. to where you know the customer, you know when Andy's going to be there, you know when Steve's going to be there, you know, you know that Steve is going to say, I'll wait for the trade. Like, um, <laughs> it's just, this is, you know, this is one of the reasons we talk about, especially heading into the holiday season here, um, support local business. This is one of the things we get from local business that we don't get from from big business. They're they're never going to remember me over at, at Barnes and Noble, but uh, but they'll remember me at Left Bank 
left bank books. And then that's nice. And that's what yeah. Mitchell did very, very well, I thought. Yes. You know, you just put me to mind, Chris, that when you mentioned the Hinks and you mentioned uh, 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 Hickory, uh, you know, all the different the cross street, the convenience store. It was like our, our own little neighborhood up there on Port Boulevard, right? You know, four or five stores that people just ran in and out of yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And that, you know, that put me in mind of when I was a boy growing up in a, you know, a quote unquote real neighborhood. Cause, yes, you know, yes. You know, they're, they're, you know, Nassau County, Southern County, uh, they're towns, but they're not neighborhoods. No, they're, they're suburbs. Right, they're suburbs. So we had our own little neighborhood up there. Even, even across the street at the, uh, the the gas station, then it was Getty. Now it's, um, I think it's Exxon. But Ram, the owner, I've known Ram for 20, 20 plus years. I would bring my car in the morning, Ram, I'll be across the street. Uh, I need an oil change. And uh, he'd know I'd be looking out the window and he'd just he'd put his hand up and circle it around. That meant the car was ready. i put a sign <laughs> on the door, I'd be back in five minutes, go get the car and bring it. So uh, you just had that, that neighborhood feeling. It was so, it was so great. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's something special. It's something special. Very special. Yeah. Very special. Very, very special. And just to like wrap up with Steve, because Steve, Steve would definitely be a future guest on this show, because there's a lot we can talk about with Steve. But uh, I would also remember Steve had the same enthusiasm. And I, I, I would remember, like, if he liked a book, he would say, this thumbs, give the thumbs up on a book. And if he's like, <laughs> he would give thumbs down, say, this book is garbage or something like that. Steve was never at a loss for a, 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 a critical word about a comic book or, 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 or a, you know, or critique of a comic book, I should say. Yeah. Steve would let you know. I think I have memories of like, I, I like definitely have memories of him. Like if he, if he was done with the series, cause we would, we would write down the pull list for everyone. He would like scratch it off on Wednesday. Like, this is it. I'm is done. It, with oh this yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah. So Steve, thank you. And Thanks, we look, Steve. we look forward to, uh, to having you on in the future and getting more stories uh, from you. Oh, that's um, going to be a wild episode. <laughs> that <would> be a- <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next up is uh, Rich, uh, Rich Cranjack. Um, Mint was always a great place to meet, discuss, argue, debate, and revel in the love and joy that comics brought to our lives. In every incarnation of the store, the different eras were their own classic tales and story arcs from the Golden Age with John, with Joan and John Gross through the Silver Age with Richie, Adrian, and Lauren Garofalo to the Bronze Age with Joe Peluso and Keith uh how do I say Keith's last name, Joe? Tarnowski. Tarnowski. I don't want to butcher Tarnowski, it. Yeah, yeah. Keith Tarnowski. All were great and all were unique. The golden slash gross age got me back into comics full time after six years, uh, after six or so years of limited involvement. I never had a pull list before then, and that was my first one. I, brought, I bought one of my first vintage books from Joan and X Men number 10 which would later grade at CGC at 6.5. Wow. My vintage collecting really took off approximately with the Silver Age slash, slash the Garofalo Age. One of my favorite memories of that time was when I bought a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number one, CGC 7, that I had just purchased early in 2001. And I pulled it out of my jacket on a weekend, weekend night with Richie and Joe. Mm. Pure joy to have my collection and the thrill and a thrill to show the guys. I, I said something like this as I pulled it out. Gentlemen, sometimes in the theme of things, you just have to say, what the F and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that day. Yes, I do. Yes. I met some of my favorites of Mint Condition from that crowd. James, Jack, Steve Perel, Andrew Schaefer, Adrian, and Lauren Garofalo. Love the Bronze Age with Joe, especially his well-crafted, well-crafted Mint Jeopardy games and the, sat- <laughs> and the Saturdays <laughs> I'd come in and bring... Some of my latest vintage purchases. 
um, completing runs of Amazing Spider-Man, Tales to Astonish, Strange Tales, Journeys in, Journey into Mystery. Mint was more than a store. It was a fellowship of comic, sci-fi, fantasy, sports lovers, who together were more than the sum of our unique parts. Those were effing great times, and I'll never forget, and now that I'll never forget, and I'm grateful for. And it gives a hearts emoji, thankful hands, and sunglass smile emojis. And wow, and I'm, I'm really glad you're reading all the emojis, James, because that's that's really what makes it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to. I don't want to like anyone's, um, you know. Um, Expl- explanation points or things to I get go on. You don't want or... you don't want it to be shortchanged. I understand. Yeah, I'm sure they all appreciate it too. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was absolutely beautiful. Um, there's two two things I remember about Rich. He he mentioned that when he would bring in his um, his um, CGC books, usually on a Saturday afternoon. He'd bring them in during the week, but when I had the store, he'd come in on a Saturday afternoon. It was a little slow sometimes, maybe in the middle of the afternoon. And Rich and I would sit down and and he'd make me guess what he was going to pull out of the uh, the Manila envelope. He'd bring two or three. And we then we then we'd sit and we'd have I think I mentioned this when, uh, when we were texting on the thread last week, guys. That we'd, we'd sit down, we'd actually have tea, <laughs> you know, we'd have some ca- especially on a cold day, because I always kept the heat down. It's very expensive at all. So um, you know, uh, we'd, we'd have a cup of chamomile tea. We discuss the books. We discuss obviously we discuss the Giants and the Jets ad nauseum, but um, and we discuss you know, other things going on in the world. But it, and one the one one afternoon, Rich came in. And he, same thing, tradition with the books and the tea. And then he had, I got one more thing. And he had just come from the convention. Uh, and he pulls out a bag, he goes, here, this is for you. And I open it up and it's a Captain America t-shirt. And I said, I still have the t-shirt today. Oh, nice. And it was just, oh, nice. I mean, he was, he's such a, I can't, gotta stop saying was, people are still around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After all, he just posted this. Well, when you get to be my, when you get to be my, my age, unfortunately was, is, you know, it doesn't your vocabulary a lot, but, but sure, Rich sure. is, Rich is such a great guy. He's so generous of, of, of spirit and, and mind. And he's just, um, I, you know, I've known a lot of great people, uh, in my lifetime and Rich is one of them. He really is. And that was beautiful, beautiful, uh, uh, testimony he, he gave to the store and to its its uh, tradition. That was just cool. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll like uh, a few people commented on it. I like his uh, different ages of comic books for the different ages of yeah, that's great. Um, all, all, great analogy. A lot of people online really really took to that with with the three different owners and um, the times of the store. So um, and I loved everything he said. I mean. Um, you know, Rich Cranger, like you said, Joe, I mean, always, he was always interesting. He could talk about any subject. Oh, yeah. You know, and his wealth of uh, vintage comic book or historical comic book information was, was endless. And it, it was, it, you know, it just was, it was great when, it, when you know, you and Rich Cranjack and Andy, you know, the Wednesday, like, like hang was, was just amazing. I can't, mm. uh, that, that synergy of all, all those people there at the same time. Um, or any any anybody who's already posted and people who even haven't posted when everyone was there on Wednesday it was it was like it was that was the day that was the day for everyone to come in. Yeah, it's like the seventh game of a World Series. <laughs> it was great, great energy, great energy. Yeah. See, and, it's it's funny. I, I I like hearing what a I really really appreciated what what Rich shared with us. That's super cool. I love that he gave it that much thought um, to to really draw those parallels. But it's funny for me because for me, Rich was always a bit of a gray ghost. <laughs> because, because I never really got to spend that much time with Rich. So like when he came into the store, it was it was a little bit of an event whenever I happened to be there. Yeah. It's like, oh, Rich is here. 
And uh, so I just I sort of always thought that was funny because uh, I did not have a connection with him the way that you guys did. So for me, he was a little bit like Grey Ghost, like celebrity sighting kind of thing. He was always just he was always just the other rich. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's, funny. that's very good. Very funny. Yeah. I, okay, well, I look forward to his commentary on that, Chris. When we have right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> great ghost. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, Rich, thank you. Uh, we love you too, Excellent. and we really we appreciate you, the kind, you. lovely words and stuff. Um, and we look, we look forward to talking to you in the future as well. Um, there'll, mm. there'll be a, there'll be another wild episode and and comic book history episode, I'm sure as well. Um, the next up is um, Keith Tar. Say it again for me, John. Tarnowski. Keith Tarnowski. Tarnowski. We promise uh, Keith James will be there by the end of the episode. We hey, promise. you yes, said it like it's spelt. You say it like it's spelt. Tarnowski, like it yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, so many great memories from Mint, but some of my favorite moments were coming in, coming into work on Saturday to hang with Joe and Rich. Eat breakfast mm -hmm. with Rich would show us how show us all the great classic books he just purchased. He would always always give us little hints about the books before the unveiling. That's right. And of course, those uh, conversations would dovetail into many other comic topics, great times. Also, when my son was little, I would sometimes bring him into the mm -hmm. store to hang out while I worked. He would talk to customers while I rang them up. Mint uh, Working at Mint was a lot of fun. The podcast is great, by the way. It's like a time machine to, to a really fun time. Even the topics and stories you guys discuss that I knew nothing about still makes me feel like I'm in the store listening to them being told. Wow, very nice. That was very nice. Yes. That was very nice. Yeah. Um, the world's foremost authority on Wally West, Keith Tarnowski. And uh, we'll, we'll be doing that uh, retrospective soon. And you will see how much he knows about the Flash. It's incredible. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And I, I really did. I, I appreciate it with Keith what Keith shared with us there. Great stuff. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Anthony's now, I think he's 16, maybe going on 17. He, wow. he would bring him in on a Saturday and he'd, he'd bring a bag of toys and, you know, play a few minutes when he has little action figures. And now he's a great, you know, he's a grown, he's a grown boy, grown man, just about a man now. Yeah. Really so, cool. It's great. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Keith, Keith, for sharing that. And uh, we look forward, we're going to have you on very soon. So we look forward to, uh, yeah, to hearing from you. It's going to be great. Be cool. and diving into some of those stories from the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, our last comment is from uh, Richie Garofalo. All right. Um, why am I so thankful for Mint? Number one, the friends I've made. Many of them are many of them are very close friends. I agree with Steve in a lot in many ways. It was just like Cheers, including lots of laughs. As I explain in many equations. Well, hang on, go back. You missed something, James. What a smiley face! I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of blast. Smiley face. Yeah. Smiley face. Not shortchange rich. That would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. Really. I'm sorry. I, I, we got the smiley face there. Um, <laughs> as I explained to many acquaintances, Mint was more like a clubhouse than a business. I'm thankful my girls Adrian and Lauren, my niece Kelly, and her nephew Tony, who all and my nephew Tony, who all helped me get Mint uh, rolling and kept it going for all of us. I'm thankful for all the positive feedback I've been hearing and seeing lately. And I'm thankful for James, Chris, and Joe for doing these podcasts, bringing back and continuing to carry the Mint Condition torch. I'm thankful for my entire Mint family. You're the best! Uh, exclamation points. Nice. Yeah. Um, I took over the store from Richie, as you guys know, and um, he stayed with me for I would say almost a month. You know, helping help the, the transition, and um, I, and and he helped me rearrange things because we remember the 
James and, and Christy, the comic books, the always the uh, back issues were against the the, the wall. Yep. And, I, and I wanted to take that space and rearrange it, and and so the kids, the uh, Friday uh, Magic kids, could have their own little area to, to you know to um, go crazy in while they were playing Mag- the Magic Gathering. So we, uh, Richie, uh, like second or third day, uh, me having the store, we went to um, Home Depot. We uh, I bought the plywood, and of course Richie, you know, handy with the great great handyman, everything, artist, every you. Talk about a renaissance man, Rich is, Rich is a renaissance man. And he, re, he rebuilt um, the shelving units and we you know, made some of those physical changes to the store. And um, it's, uh, you know, I, it's, I haven't seen Rich in a while. It's been a few years now. So hopefully again, we'll be, we'll be getting in touch and seeing each other soon for this, this podcast. But um, you talk about a prince among men. Huh? There you go, Richie Garofalo. He, he, is the, he is the man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. <laughs> Go ahead, James. I know. I, 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 just, I can't. I agree with everything you said, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, Richie is amazing. Um, could do lot, lots of stuff and, and uh, Renaissance man. And uh, yeah, yeah. It was, a, you know, his, his, it was great to have like him take over the store. And, um, and you know, and, I'm, and you took that and you were able to keep that same vibe and community going, you know, just because like you were so integrated in the community that it was, it was the, I think, mm-hmm. you know, the, it seemed to me that the trade off with the community was pretty seamless my eyes yeah well remember rich was uh, uh you know every what was it every june the first week of june we had harbor fest and yes which was, yeah. which was one of the organizers of that correct if I'm not, yeah no. yeah, yeah. Sure we had a great spot underneath the tent thank god <laughs> so i wouldn't have lasted a minute outside the tent i hate i hate i hate the summer and i hate the heat and i hate the sun <laughs> i i couldn't agree more i also hate summer in the sun joe i'm with you yeah just yeah it's, it's just i just burned to a crystal like like what's his name um dracula <laughs> Be, disappear so um yeah so rich was always always so accommodating and um and uh you know we'd have uh, discussions and and it was it, I, i'm gonna save this for um for when richie's on or when rich cranjack is on so again in the thread we were, t- when we were talking last week i told you about the time i first met rich cranjack and i think i think i made a bad impression i think Cranjack might have thought I was a dick that day, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell that story because I got to tell that story because I'm, if if he thought that of me, he was completely right to think that of me, and I don't never apologize for that. And I'm going to I will wait until we have Rich Cranjack on on uh, on the podcast. But I wonder if you got for Marco for Rich Jake Cisco Jake Cisco yeah I'm going to the New York Yankees the New York Giants forget about the Jets we don't care I mean. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of people get the yeah, whole teams need to be apologized to. Yes, <laughs> we're, going, um, we're going from the thankful episode to the amends episode. To the very uh, amends <laughs> episode, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of amends to make. Oh lord! <laughs> no, I mean you know it's it's that was that was something that I I appreciated about Rich from from an early point in time, but um. My, my appreciation for it has only grown as I've gotten older because Rich also had this way of, of in a seemingly with, with seemingly with, with little effort at all. Um, he could connect with people. Mm-hmm. That was something Rich was always very, very good at. Um, it didn't matter whether you were a longtime customer or not. Um, Rich had a way of connecting with, and it didn't matter what your age was either the, whether he was, connecting with kids at a, at a, at a mint party or, um, you know, talking to, talking to parents as they were, you know, trying to navigate their kids, um, comic or, or card hobby. Um, 
so older, young, you know, regular customer or or one time visitor. Um, Rich always did did this thing where he just he connected with people. He met them where they were at. And um, I always thought that was cool at the time, but I didn't realize just just what a rare gift that is um, that Rich had. So so yes, mint condition felt like cheers for a lot of us, but but you need someone to help facilitate that. And um, and Rich did. You know, whether you were regular or not, Rich made you feel like you belonged there. And that was um, that was something he modeled for everybody who worked there. So I, I, you know, that was always that was always incredible to me. But but more so as I've gotten older and gained appreciation for for really just how rare people like Richie are. Oh, definitely, Chris. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He always had that smile, that that, that great affable smile that yes. just was very welcoming. And, and you knew right away that you in the presence of somebody that, that wanted you in their, in, their, in their store and wanted to get to know you and, and to help you find what you were looking for. And uh, it's just, uh, that's who Richie is, yeah. Yeah, that smile and that, and that laugh, yeah. right? Yep, that laugh, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and like you you were saying, Chris, like I, you know, like not that many was it like, it wasn't a lot of people working there, but you know, it just goes like, like you said, like you gotta lead from the top and get lead by example of how you wanna have the community and the environment you wanna create. And he just did that very naturally. Like this is the type of store I wanna, I wanna have. And, um, and this is the type of energy and vibe I want people to have when they walk in there. And I, I think it just like seamlessly was, was sort of like affected like everyone who was at Mint and it worked at Mint. And that's, that's what the customers got when they came in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Always. always. Always, it's true. Couldn't agree more. Um, so that is all the feedback and comments. Um, I I thank everyone who who wrote in, and um, and I, I appreciate everyone who commented on the comments and liked them. It means a lot to to all of us, and um, we, we really appreciate you know reminiscing about some of those times. And and as to all those people who we uh, said we'll get to, we we will get to have you on and, and reminisce individually mm-hmm. with you, and we look forward to that. So so I, I you know again we're very grateful uh, for the community that has embraced the podcast so far, and for everyone who's sharing their mint memories online, we definitely appreciate it. Um, before we wrap up, you know, go into the next phase or wrap up the show, um, you know, into our final segment, uh, Joe. It, it it just popped up online. I know people have been asking about it. And I know you're you're not you're not on Facebook, but I figured just hearing it from you, the commercial. People are talking about commercial, the commercial. Yes, <laughs> the commercial. Yeah, that was that was my nephew Stephen's idea. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't too gung ho about it, especially when I saw what it was going to cost. But we still did it. Was in the second year, and as I said, I don't remember much. I know it was a, uh, um, a guy and a young woman came in uh, the day they filmed it, but uh, obviously they, they had to be contracted to be done before that, and that was done with someone else, mostly over the phone. But the one person did come in before filming and um and a few weeks later when everything was you know all the uh, everything was signed and whatnot they came in to do it and uh we made sure the store was clean and you know neat although i did see a box behind the counter and <laughs> it looked like it looked like it was a weight you know should have been thrown out but um yeah um it was done in the afternoon and um i know it ran i want to say it ran on channel 12 here in, in new york that's the um the uh the, the station for the um the 24-hour news station, and it was only at night, I believe, in the wee hours of the morning, and I think it ran for two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I was trying to find some, you know, I still have some paperwork left from the store, and I was going through it the other day, and I could not find anything, couldn't find anything about the commercial, about anything more than that, but it was done, it was professionally done, and um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something that we did, I mean, Stephen, no, no way, 
So um, some, it was fun, but it was expensive. <laughs> That's one of the other one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Was it was the expense the, uh, the shooting of it or the advert putting it actually on the air was the expense? All of it. All of it. Yeah. All of it. It was all one, one, it was one expense uh, that, you know, the, the people that did it would, would take care of uh, producing it and then putting it on the air, selling it to, a, to the local television station. And, and so that was all built into the, uh, into the, uh, into the price. And, um, but, uh, you know, until that was, uh, I mean, who mentioned that the other day? Was that Adrian on the thread, James? Adrian and Steve? Steve posted it on the Facebook Steve group. And then, Adrian, yeah, and then uh, he's like, I found this. And then Adrian's like, I don't know where that's from. And um, and everyone, then like, you know, there was a little bit of a, uh, you know, people were like, what's, where is this commercial? And I think I, if I remember correctly, um, Andy Schaefer posted like, the, it was the greatest 15 seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, 15 seconds. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah. So, um, just as a Thanksgiving treat, and and since we had the time before we wrapped, I, I figure we you gotta like as as like people just you know because you're not there directly to address people. Like, figure you got to address this because people want to oh, know about this. No commercial. problem. No problem. Yeah. So that, um, that, that's the that's the origin and the, uh, of the of the of the mint condition commercial. Yeah. With the old with the uh, old uh, um, um, sign outside, right? The old the old canopy. The old sign. Yeah. The old canopy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Spider Man. It's nice to have that footage, like because uh, somebody yeah. kept it on YouTube, and and now it's on the Facebook group, so people can can see a little bit, can see Mint. You know, you can have a little uh, time capsule of Mint condition. So I'm glad, go. I'm glad it still exists, and we have access to put it up now for, uh, you know, for the few people I guess who are. I, I, we must have some people I think in there who are not like members or of the original store and just listening to the podcast. So um, I'm glad we have that reference point. Yeah, definitely. Great, great. Glad Steve found. So. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks to you for finding it and posting it. Um, so I figured we, we'd wrap up with, uh, in the tradition of what we've just been reading, we'll give our um, gratefulness for, for Mint and I guess maybe what we're just grateful for in general. Um, and if you want, do you want to start, Joe? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I have, I have a few things. Um, like, like everyone, uh, the, most, the thing I'm most grateful for is, this is going to be tough. Uh, okay, the friends. I mean, all the people. I mean, all the people we've just mentioned, the people that wrote us such wonderful uh, testimonies to, to the store. Uh, that's what made Mint. That's what made, you know, made my day. I mean, I had worked so many years for Barnes & Noble college bookstores. And um, here I was now working from, uh, I was the owner of Mint Condition Comics and three minutes away by car and no more lifting 60 pound textbook boxes off a truck. Uh, well, the car boxes could be heavy. But um, it was it was it was an interesting um, time in my life. We had I had it for eight years. But even before getting to that, before I owned the store, just you know, with Sean and Joan Gross, going back to the beginning, with Richie, with all the people, you know, with all the people you mentioned, James, today, you guys especially, um, it, it was just a wonderful ride. Uh, you know, it, it my hobby became became my 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 life later on. My main means of support, but. I was able to share this lifelong hobby with so many people and um, it just, it was, it was just so gratifying and so wonderful. Um, and then later on, as I said, when, 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 um, okay, this is going to get all right. Here we go. Now. I'm going to get through this. Give me a second. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Joe. Yeah, yeah, you're okay, good. You're good. Take a sip of water. Um, uh, my brother who's no longer with us purchased the store for me and my nephew, Stephen, his, his youngest son. From the Garofolos. And um, it's, you know, the greatest gift my brother ever gave me. And he gave me many. 
just being my brother, obviously. But um, it was wonderful. Uh, I was able to retire from from the from the books the Barnesville Bookstore business, which was a great company, as I said before. And um, it um, you know again it, it it was a lifelong dream to own something like that. And um, so I'm so thankful to my, to my brother John for giving me the opportunity to to own Make Condition Comics and to meet more people and to 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 make more connections and and, and just um, just be myself in that store every day, you know. But uh, the lunacy of, of this of this um, popular culture medium that we, we love so much, um, you know, uh, those kids on Friday afternoon. Wow, you talk about energy, those magic drafts. I mean, it was uh, part of me, uh, you know, was like, oh my God, they're coming in three o'clock. They'll be here any minute. But then once they got started, the, 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 just as I said, the energy was. It made me feel younger, and I loved it. And and um, we had some rules. We had the um, we had the uh, Care Bears rule, with, you know, because the, the kids were between twelve and you know late teens, and they they would use expletives like you know every other word. So when uh, somebody came into the store at the front with a smaller child, ten or under, I would yell out Care Bears, and they knew they had to clean up their language, which they always didn't do, but for the most part they did. And um, I said that, you know, the Friday before I shuttered the store in 2012, they came in with a big cake and they played their last magic draft and um, they honored me. And it was, I don't, I don't know where all those kids now, I guess they're, you know, some of them probably, they're all, they're all adults now, but wherever they are, I, I, I want to tell them I love them. I miss them. And, um, you know, um, all I'm going to say now next, the closest before I really uh, break down here. Um, you know, um, this is, this is for, um, you, James and, and you, Chris, um, you know, I never thought I had this, 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 um, opportunity to do a podcast. And when you get a chance to do this, when you have a forum where you can, where you're, you, you're allotted to just, um, wax poetic about the things you love, the little things you love, the joy to your life, like comic books and TVs and movies, uh, with friends you respect and love. That's always a day to be thankful for. So uh, God has blessed me with a wonderful and renewed connection with James Louis and Crystal Bonker, my dear friends, and I'm thankful for that very much. And, and in the words of my grandfather, grazie fratellum miai. Thank you, my brothers. That's what I'm thankful for. That was um, really lovely, you. Joe. Thank you for it was, yeah. Thank you yes. for sharing that with us. That was that was really really lovely. You're welcome. That's yeah. I, I hope Thank I didn't bring it, bring it down, but you know. No, no, no. This is no, this is what this, is, what this episode's about. This is what this yes. episode's about. You well, know, I'm going to try to right. Yeah, this is you know that's why we're thankful. Um, uh, Chris, do you want to uh, do you want to give give yours next? I do, I do. But also briefly, I just want to say that that I. I don't think you brought it down at all. I, you know, there was there was recently on Saturday Night Live, a friend shared it with me. There's a skit called Man Park. And if you have not seen this, you should absolutely look it up because <laughs> it is it is really, really funny. I had no idea what it was, but basically it's these women talking about how they're, you know, they come home and their husband doesn't doesn't have a lot of friends or people to connect to. And they spend like half an hour talking about things that the wife doesn't necessarily care about. They need to meet other people. And so it's basically a dog park for men to meet other men. <laughs> and, and it's very, very amusing. But um, but they mentioned in it, 
you know, for, for because, it, you know, uh, traditional norms of, of masculinity can make it difficult for men to connect with other men. And it was like, oh, that's, that's funny, but it's also true. Um, so, you know, what you're saying there, Joe, the I really appreciated the raw nature of the gratitude you just shared with us. Uh, we love you, too. Uh, this yeah. is being able to reconnect with you has been really tremendous. So thankful to James for, for doing that. But yes. um, but no, that's I don't think that brings it down at all. I think that's it's just really, really lovely sentiment. And, um, you know, sentiment like that is not not shared often enough. So that that. I'll get into my own stuff, but I really wanted to say thank you, Joe. That was great. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it together when I do mine. So I'm, uh, so you're not alone, but uh, it's, okay. it's very moving. And, uh, you know, uh, I got, I guess I have to say it too, but I'll, I'll save it for my, for my, I guess I have a response to say to you and, um, and, and Chris, and, but I'll leave it to my, my, my section. So. I, I think we're all in the same boat here. Uh, yeah, which I it's, think so. it's, you know, it speaks to, it speaks to mint. Right. It speaks mm-hmm. to and that we all get so emotional thinking about a comic book store. So so I was thinking about about it. And honestly, I, you know, I almost half joking, half not texted you guys and said, uh, you know what? I'm just going to record my own Thanksgiving episode where I just spend an hour talking about what I'm grateful for because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could absolutely fill an hour um, listing all the things from from main condition for which I'm grateful uh, obviously, I, I, I chose not to do that. <laughs> not everybody needs <laughs> to hear that. Um, but yes, the friendships, yes, the the comics, the place of belonging, uh, so many things that I'm not going to mention here. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not thinking of them. Uh, it, it just means that, um, you know, it just means there's not enough time. What I'm going to say, uh, I am I am really terribly grateful for. Um and this might meander a little bit, so I'll apologize in advance, but I think, you know, Joe and I and James, actually all three of us, now, now I'm thinking back in our, our you know, our, our very first episode as well as in our, our the episode in which we listed our, our heroes. If you haven't heard those episodes, go back and listen to them. Uh, we're still finding our feet, but I think it's good work. We all talked about being bullied when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, for me, that bullying was one of those things where it wasn't bad enough that the school or my parents got involved, but it was bad enough that I was miserable about it. And so when you're in that weird middle ground where something's happening, but it's not, quote, important enough to really be acknowledged, uh, you know, you start to second guess yourself and then feel like, you know, you're being a wuss or you're being thoughtless or, you know, things aren't as bad as you think. And you start gaslighting yourself. Um, so there are a number of different ways I think that my junior high school and high school careers could have gone, uh, and that would have informed later, later life. Um, so I came to mint condition in a time in my life when I was still trying to figure out who I, who I was and who I wanted to be. Um, I had tried being myself and I got bullied. So I tried being more like other people excuse me, and uh, I still got bullied for that. So at that point, uh, if I'm going to get bullied for being myself and I'm going to get bullied for being other people, then there's really just nothing I can do. I'm just, I guess I'm just going to be bullied. Um, so enter mint condition where I find a place where I can play my card games and enjoy not just magic, but especially Pokemon, right? Which was just supposed to be for like little kids. But I connected to, I connected with the friendship of it and, and you know, the cool different powers and stuff. Um 
this was a place where I could go and I I would not get mocked or bullied for for being into Pokemon, for discussing it enthusiastically and for playing the game. Um, I I think I mentioned previously that I was not a comic book reader when I first started at Mint. I came in because I could I could teach people how to play card games and um, you know gaming was was one of the places that that uh, one of the holes in mint staffing was not at the time staff didn't really play any of those games so uh, i could fill a fill a niche but um and i watched some of the cartoons but it's not like batman was my favorite until i started working at mint and i started reading comics and i found i really had liked and admired batman and not just him but but other heroes too and it gave me you know it gave me a model on which to build and um i'll be the first to say you know modeling your life after after Bruce Wayne and Batman. Not entirely healthy. <laughs> not, not all of it. You don't want to do all the things Bruce does. Not great. <laughs> but um but it was it was like having a rock, right? It was having a rock um on which to on which to build a personality and and um and a childhood. So I'm grateful that I had safe harbor with people that I could love and trust um, in a place that would that would dictate who I would ultimately end up becoming. And that's something that I got out of mint condition that I don't know I would have gotten it anywhere else. Some people get it through sports. Some people get it through martial arts. Some people get it through, frankly, through school. And I was not getting it from any of those places. Um, so, you know, I learned storytelling I learned a lot about storytelling through my time at Mint Condition and the comics there. And it's not just the comics, right? It's how do you relate it to other people? How do you share those stories with other people? How do you share your enthusiasm with other people without without scaring them off or uh, or that sort of thing? How do you welcome people into your hobby um, so that you can be more inclusive instead of instead of finding a way to, to mock them for not knowing the things they don't know? So uh, in a way, you know, Mint really, really modeled for me who I was going to end up being because of who I wanted to be, uh, because of the people that I knew, but also because of the comics I read. And uh, I know there are a lot of people out there who have had, had similar experiences. Uh, sometimes we latch on to characters in, in pop culture, and it's why pop culture and the content matters is because some of us latch on to that as as a way to model our lives and um and it's important you know we need those things we we need we need stories to um to learn you know one of my favorite quotes that had come out of angel and angel was another uh another piece of pop culture that i was introduced to through mint through adrian and james specifically um you know we we i'm trying to remember the exact the exact quote but it's basically along the lines of you know we don't we don't live as heroes in this world um, because of what the world is. We live as heroes in this world to show it what it could be. And, um, and that's something that, that at the time didn't make as much sense to me then as it does increasingly as I get older. So Mint really, the people and the place and what it meant to all of us, um, it provided me with with solace with fortitude with knowledge with love so that when i went away to college i could carry all those things with me and then when i finished college and i moved to buffalo new york i could carry those 
those things with me. And when I left Buffalo and came to St. Louis, Missouri, I could carry all those things with me and I could just keep, just keep building on it because no matter how bad my day was, no matter how angry I was about something, no matter how sad I was about something, no matter how I was feeling and how um, I might take that out on people I cared about or people I loved, there was always a place that I could go where, um, you know, there were people who didn't judge my sorrow or judge my pain or judge my anger um, and, and sort of help bring me back to earth. So, uh, you know, we don't always, we don't always get that kind of foundational influence in our lives. And I'm very fortunate to have had foundational influence through, through family and through friends. Um, but mint condition was the first time that I ever got foundational support from family, from friends who became family, as well as a brick and mortar place, a, a real safe house. And, um, and that was having the combination of all three was, was really something special. So that's, that's why I'm grateful for me condition. Beautiful, Chris. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with, I agree with everything you said, Chris, and it's, um, you know, all the, all the long-term like friendships or close friendships I, I have right now are built built from that time period. So I, you know, I think I think you said it very well about like how the community of that place was created and how the people that we've interacted with have become become family. Um, you know, you first started as friends and then came as family and and non sort of a non judgmental safe place you could go and just be yourself. It, it was you know that's what mint mint was and is or you know, um, <clears throat> so I. Kind of launching into, you know, I'm grateful for Mint for many reasons. I mean, one, I'm, I'm grateful for John and Joan Gross for, for you know, making Mint and, mm. you know, creating the store that we are, that we're still talking about today. Um, that, you know, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, both of them are very, um, you know, Joe, John wasn't there as often, but, Miss, you know, Mrs. Gross, you know, Joan was uh, a very welcoming, inviting you know, would would try to you know show you what it would kind of direct you into things that you would like to read and and things that they were excited about, and then um, you know I don't know if I could do any better than what we said about uh, Richie already, but you know when he took over the store and and made it such a, a welcoming and inviting place and and turned it into the place that that you know Joe and Chris have spoken about as the uh, the hang, you know because I, I would you know I would hang out when the the grosses owned it you know more for with the card games but. You know, when we, the community, when Richie took over, I, you know, even before I was working there, you know, it, it was more of a place you could hang out. And then when we were, we were all working there, we really wanted to hang out there. Um, and that's where I, I, you know, I built my friendship with, you know, Josh and Chris and Joe and Joe and, and John and Jack and Rich Grandrick and, and, and Arco and any, and every, you know, if I'm leaving your name out, I apologize just because there's so many people, you know, I could say I built, uh, built friendships and connections with at that place. Um, and many of them, you know, as I said, many of my close friends are people from that time. Um, and I would, I would say mint, you know, you know, everything that Joe and Chris said about the community and enjoying comics and sharing it, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to rehash it, but I will say mint, mint was, um, it, it really gave me my, was a trajectory where my life from that point on started from, because I will, you know, just kind of thinking about this episode and what I was going to say, like, you know, Arco going to that store and Chris, you working at the store, Arco got you the job at the gym. 
And then Chris, you got me the job at the gym. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then from that job at the gym is like, is where my health and wellness career went. And ultimately is to how I, I met, you know, Karen, my wife. So without, without mint and all the, the stuff that went behind the connections that were made between people, I, I would not have gone on what I've been, you know, in the health and wellness career that I was and, and meet the person I'm, you know, I'm with now. Um, so, you know, I'm, a, I'm eternally you know, grateful just for that place and the circumstances that brought us all together for giving me, you know, what I consider my life. Um, aside from, you know, it was a, it's an avenue, it was an avenue for, you know, me as a creative type to, uh, to just be immersed in, you know, like Joe, you said, like to, in, in something that you really love and enjoy mm -hmm. is, is reading your heroes and, and villains and the epic stories and, and not just the new stuff, but you got to see old classic stuff come through the door and, and people sharing their memories and thoughts about that stuff and, and the passion and, and the, you know, and the personal stories people would, would connect with and share with that is uh, it's a real gift to have uh, been there. And, and I think all three of us to the most part have recommended books to new customers at some point. And so we, we got the privilege of, of continuing that tradition to other people. Mm. Um, so I'm grateful for all of that. And, um, you know, I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm especially grateful in this moment that, uh, that for both of you, um, because, uh, you know, when, uh, this, this, you know, COVID, the COVID years, <laughs> you know, that we're going multiple years has been, has been rough on everybody, but, uh, you know, just personally, I've, you know, as both of you know, and I'm not going to go too deep on, you know, we, my, you know, you know, my wife has had some, uh, health issues that have been very challenging and, you know, uh, there's been some tough times just mentally and emotionally dealing all that. And, uh, you know, creating this podcast was a way of uh, sort of, um, you know, doing something else other than just dealing with the hardship of illness and stuff. And I'm, I'm grateful that both of you jumped in. You know, we didn't know what we were doing at first, but you were willing mm -hmm. to go for the ride. Sure. <laughs> um, and um, and I, I give a special honorable mention and shout out to uh, to Josh and Jack, who behind the scenes, you know, I was discussing with the idea of doing it. They were ultra enthusiastic about it. So um, I'm, I'm really especially grateful for you two, like I said, going and doing this with me and and your support and um, in and outside of the podcast has, has been amazing. Um, as well, there's, there's other people who, you know, I, I could mention too, but I just really want to focus on, on you two in this podcast. And uh, so you've really helped me in some, uh, some tough times and having this to look forward to has been really amazing. And this allowing, um, you know, all of us and, you know, me to connect with people we've lost touch with and rebuild the community has been really special. So I, I just, I would say I'm, I'm grateful for both of you. I, I, I love and appreciate both of you. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, this is some of the best times during the week when we get to record. So, so I, I you know, you know, I hope I just want you guys to know how much it means to me. No, that's, that's really <laughs> great. Thank you, James. But I, I do have to say something, which is that, you know, when you say, you know, you, you guys joined up with this sort of sight unseen, uh, it's just, it's funny to me because you make it sound like it was, I don't know, a risk or even something we even had to consider. But honestly, you, uh, you know, with you leading the way, James, there's there's never any question in my mind that that's an effort I want to be involved in. And that's part of the experience that I had at Mint Condition was, um, you know, if there was anybody that could be relied upon, it was it was you always, 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 always. And then, of course, you mentioned Joe and and, um, you know, I young, stupid, all sorts of other descriptors you can add in here for me while in my time at Mint. But, um, but despite all of that, despite my youth, despite, you know, we talk about this in one of, uh, in several other episodes where, 
you know, as some of the younger comic fans and, and fans of pop culture, um, there was a lot of validation that we got from older fans of the pop comics and pop culture uh, because they listened to us. Even if they didn't necessarily agree with us, they, they would listen. And that was something that Joe, excuse me, always did with me. It was it was one of those things where I always looked forward to, to Joe being in the store. Excuse me. Always look forward to Joe being in the store because not just because he would share fun insight and because he was a funny guy, but because of his kindness, um, because of his patience, because he was always willing to have a conversation about these things. Even if he disagreed, I never felt invalidated by whatever it is Joe had to say next. So, James, when you said, you know, this is a thing I would like to do and uh, and Joe's going to be involved, it's like, well... I, to me, that's a no-brainer. To me, that's right. that's like the easiest part of everything you've described is reuniting with James and Joe to talk about things that, that we loved and talk about some some really, really good times in our life. So um, so there was never, for me, it was never a leap to work with both of you. Uh, the only the only leap was how fast do I get to do this? Um, <laughs> and, and of course, I'll make time for it because, um, because spending time with both of you has been you know, I knew it was going to be good, but I, I didn't know how good. I didn't realize that I was going to be reading all these comic books again and and discovering not just new stories, but old stories that I'd never read before. Um, I, I didn't I didn't really realize how much I was going to enjoy sitting with both of you and, and talking on a regular basis and then learning that there was actually, no matter how much we talk, that there's always still more we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something really special. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when James proposes to me, I just where do I sign? <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I, it was it was a no brainer, like you say, Chris. So, you know, James, with James leading it, you knew it was it was going to be it's going to be done right. And Absolutely, it's been, it's been so much fun, you know, doing this with you two guys. Um, it's uh, it's not a, it's not work. It's not a chore. It's the highlight of my week <laughs> right now. Yeah, I've been shut in. You know, shut in for these past uh, six, seventeen months. So I, I look forward to these, and um, you know I, I I don't know how much more I can express my gratitude to the both of you. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I, I I've been so happy with the people we've had on, our guests, and the people who engaged us through Facebook and what is it Instagram? You got Instagram, help yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's> okay. <laughs> my uh, my uh, digital uh, lack of knowledge showing through, but. Um, yeah, it's it's just amazing that so many people have responded, and, and I can't wait till we have the riches on and Jack and and Arco. It's it's going to be and, and Keith next coming up. But that's next Sunday, isn't it? This Sunday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. just it's a delight. It's 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 fun, and that's what Mint Condition was. It was fun. It was so much fun to go to work every day, and and and. Um, you know, yeah, there was, of course, there were there were tough times, you know, in 08, 09, when the, when the economy collapsed. But there, even even up to the, you know, the day we shut at the store, it was, it was just, there was fun. There was there was a, a light-hearted atmosphere. And, and um, Chris, I, you know, listening, you know, you, you know, it, it, it wasn't a chore to listen to people to speak about these things that they love. Because, you know, I realized, oh, my God, these, these, there's people that like the same thing I like, and it, look look how young they are. It's 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 this tradition's not going to die. It's, it's going to continue. This is great. So so yeah, I mean every, every all those conversations, all those back and forth between Batman and Superman, those are those are treasured moments. 
those mint condition jeopardies. Oh God, do I have stories to tell about that? <laughs> uh, you know, well, I'm gonna, you know, I still have the mint condition jeopardy board in my closet, and um, I think when Krajak comes on, he can, he'll be able to speak to a lot of those. Um, he got, he got, um, he got cold cocked in in, in a, in a uh, an episode, uh, losing 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 one of those uh, jeopardy games by I forget who, but he was stunned that he lost one of them. So <laughs> <laughs> these are the things I remember and I love and. Uh, I love you guys for giving me an opportunity to share this with 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 the people that we love, who who are or our customers and our friends, and hopefully with new people that we're sharing this with, that we can in some way touch them, and, and hopefully they they've had similar experiences. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I would. I I think, like I said, I, I I mean, it's hard to keep track of like you know who's listening from, you know, but. I think there's people listening who, I mean, well, I mean, we, she knew the store, but, you know, Al, you know, Josh's sister's listening and, you know, I'm sure we have other people who weren't as connected or maybe never connected to the store. So it's nice that Mint can live and yeah. sort of stay alive in this new format, this, mm-hmm. uh, this, you know, building off of the past, but like sort of uh, creating a new, a new presence for it in the future. So, yes. Yes. yeah. Keep the dream alive. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up our Thanksgiving episode there. Um, is, is there anything else um, we want to talk about before we, we wrap up, um, gentlemen? Just Nothing I can think of. This is this has really been um, it's just been a lovely way to spend our time. I think. Yes, mille grazie, mille grazie. Just beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all those who participated, uh, who all those are listening, and you know, like this again to my two brothers. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank, thank you. So thank you, Joe. Thank you, Chris. Um, thank you, listeners. Um, I hope you really enjoy this episode. And we, and we will have a more op- future opportunities coming up where you can uh, comment and participate in the show as well. So if you, if you missed out or didn't get a chance to post, don't worry. Um, there'll be future opportunities. And we get, again, we thank you all. And uh, I hope you have a fa- happy and safe and hearty Thanksgiving, and uh, we will we will talk to you soon.